0: Welcome to This Thing of Ours, The Popcorn Mafia, a movie program for people with love movies, hosted by Gray Legs Drake. Each week, a new special guest joins the crew, and they're going to have a sit-down to review two movies. They'll say whatever they want, so if you don't like spoilers, then forget about it. So, sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode of The Popcorn Mafia.
1: Hello, my darlings. I am your hostess, Gray Drake, and this is episode 160-something of the Popcorn Mafia. I lose count so easily. I might be dehydrated. Anyway, (laughs) this week I kind of have stars in my eyes, everybody, and I'm super excited because I've been anticipating this show for forever because I am sitting across from two co-hosts of one of my favorite, favorite podcasts of all time, and hopefully it is already or soon to be yours. It's called The Comedy Couch. And the men who have graced me with their presence today, <laughs> first and for I, I don't even know how to say who first, but I'm just going to go in no particular order. Um, not only is he a stand-up comedian and a, uh, was a writer for The Dish on television, he's also been a Chippendale dancer, which makes perfect sense if you know what he looks like, and is Joan Rivers' right-hand man. I would like to welcome Tony Tripoli to the show. Wow, I like that entrance. Did that, you? That's a good intro. Ooh, good,
2: good, good. Okay, good. Well, it's going to be just as radio, good. Because it's radio, so now everyone is like, should I be masturbating right now?
1: <laughs> the is answer there a is, hot guy on
2: the radio? And anytime... it's like, well, hot for radio. Let's let's be clear.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. Anytime <laughs> that anyone listening to the Mafia asks, should I be masturbating? The answer is yes. I'm just <laughs> just go to, it's yes. Just always the yes. <laughs> and now sitting next to you is your co-host for the podcast. And also I'm um, the co-host of Twist on LA's 104.3, if you've heard that. And also an actor that I delightfully discovered in an amazing film uh, called Girls Will Be Girls. I just went, ah, oh my God, you're in it. I, and- I
0: carried that film on my back. <laughs> By the and- time I got to my scene, there was so much... <laughs> That had to be said and communicated to the audience (laughs) with 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 just my eyes. Right. (laughs) And I had had four words to do it in, and I think I did. I think you really did, too. I think that you always bring the heat. And there's a sequel now, and I have nothing to do with it, because you know what? I shot my load.
2: Oh. I'm in the sequel, by the way. Are you? Yeah, yeah. I have a big scene that takes place. In AIDS heaven. (laughs) I'm there to welcome someone. Oh, come on. And I'm just like, hello, welcome to AIDS heaven. That's totally unbelievable. We all know there's (laughs) not an AIDS heaven. (laughs) Well, that's... Yeah, that's the thing. She's like, "Well, wow, I figured it was hell. And it's like, well, it's heaven. It's just a different part. Like, it's <laughs> going to be offensive. It's like and- a
1: suburb of normal
2: heaven. Yeah. Right. yeah. It's, it's it's the Glendale it's, of it's- <laughs> heaven without the Armenians.
1: And but we- they have an Americana, so it's cool. Exactly. Well, if you've got them all, then sign me up. It's heaven anyways. Um, also the author of a book that has inspired one of the choices for our film today, um, which, which is called Screening Party. Dennis Hensley, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. The way you
0: started that intro with Stars in Your Eyes, I thought, do they have the ladies from hot in Cleveland
1: are going to walk in.
0: I <laughs> thought you might have Wendy Malick. Yeah. I was like, you're, she can't be talking about us.
1: No. So you guys are my, uh, my Betty White and that uh, chick from Frasier. You are. <laughs> okay. Where you're
0: Perry Gilpin. Or no, Jane Leaves. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Either way, I'm fucking offended. So... <laughs>
1: Screw you. Good. Um, Starting off on a fabulous note. I
0: brought you a copy of Screening Party, by the way. I didn't Thank know if you God. had one. I yes. didn't. And okay, I, I got it. It's I, yours.
1: I actually uh, did not have... I, I wasn't able to get my copy in time, and I was really no super sad. So They're hard I, to
0: get. They're out of print. That's fucking you have to find, bullshit. You have to find them so used. Funny. So
1: well, and t- screening party is like it's everything. It was like a TV pilot. It's a stage show. You, you're an act. You're all over the place.
0: We, I melt that thing for everything it was worth. Amen. Which turns out to be not very much. I <laughs> know in dollars, right. but personal oh. reward. Heartstrings. You're a rich, rich man. I'm a rich, rich man. <laughs> but I just, you know, I uh, cruising. We're talking about later in the show, and I just read the chapter because the book goes through the whole plot. Exactly. And so I'm gonna crib for my own. Well, such stuff. that there is such one. such that there is. Yeah.
2: But uh, I can't wait.
0: This I was so laughing exciting. in. El- I was laughing in Baja Fresh or wherever I was reading <laughs> your own book. Yes.
2: Usually at lines
0: that you said in it. Tony was in it. That's such
2: a Hollywood yeah. thing to be sitting in a Starbucks reading your own goddamn book and then laughing at your. Brain. I'm sorry. It holds up. I know.
1: What am I going to do? I know. And sometimes you you guys Google yourselves, right? No, I I don't. Many
0: times, I don't like to.
1: Why not? Because I don't like Tony. Your honesty is refreshing. Dennis, go ahead. No, I'm
0: not. I have done it, but I haven't in a long time. Okay. Um, I don't know why. Because like when when my journalism stuff started going into web stuff and people could comment, Um. I learned really quick. Don't look at the comments. Oh, my goodness. Because if anyone's going to comment, it's because they're pissy and bitter. Like, yeah. it's, it's rarely anything that's going to make yes. you feel better. So I don't want to know.
1: Internet comments are really uh, challenging to deal with. And I have been told by the very, very wise friend of the show, Mr. Dave White, my co-critic on mm. Movies.com, to never, ever, ever read them ever.
2: Ever. I think that's well, a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but here's the thing. You're going to read them. Because yes. you just, it's there's too much Because curiosity. I'm a vain, vain person. <laughs> but, you know, it's the trick is not to take them in. You know right. what I mean? But
1: Don't let them hard. pass the gates of your AIDS heaven community. No, you.
0: just go to the first sphincter, not the second.
1: <laughs> we can
0: say <laughs> anything shit. on this
2: show, right? There's a second sphincter? Yes, we learned oh okay. that. See, thank you, because I didn't know that either. What? And thank God at the Comedy Couch with Dennis Hensley and Tony Tripoli, which you can find on iTunes, yes. by the way, for free. <laughs> uh, one of our listeners was, works in a pharmacy and is like very medically knowledgeable and like sent us links to like j- medical journals about where the second sphincter is and what, what it does. And that's yeah. amazing. And I was like, so, well, maybe that's why I'm so constipated it's like all the, the f- time. Maybe I've got a, a third one that we don't even know about. Maybe I'm a medical miracle. Really?
1: Maybe you are. It's maybe it's just like nipples. It's like, you're proud of it, but you kind of want to hide it, but not. Yeah. It's like the
0: panic room of your ass. And and Jodie Foster and Kristen Stewart have hung out in there.
2: Yes, and
1: Kristen Stewart looks like a little boy. Sometimes appropriate. (laughs) Jodie Foster gets
2: in there and she just cries and cries and cries. the
1: only unfortunate part of the third sphincter is that Jared Leto has those horrible braids. (laughs) Yes. Remember that?
2: (gasps) Corn roller.
0: Uh, First of all, I can't believe that he's really made it as a rock star. Remember when Jared Leto was going to be a rock star, Mm. and then he was going to be, and we all went, "Mm, I don't know. We saw we saw not having for J Lo, and it kind of he's kind of they've made it. Yeah, Yeah. their videos are kind of. Sometimes I think they're jokes, but here's the thing though:
2: if you're attractive, you never run out of chances. Is that it? Um. And so you know what I mean? Like it was like keep swinging. You just keep swinging. We'll keep giving you an up at bat. If I could use a sports. All right. You can. But like, you know, you just, get, yeah. As long as they keep giving him more chances. Do you know what I saw today online? What? Chris Crocker. You remember Chris Crocker? Oh, Read yeah. Leave Britney, Britney alone. alone. He's going to do porn now. That's of course he And he, he has, has naked. To. He has, and he looks so hot. He's what? shaved his head and he's got like a little bit of like that kind of sexy beard where it's like stubbly, yeah. more than George Michael, but less than like a f- real beard. But I mean, he's really like young and slender and hairless and twinkish. Got it. But like, oh. and he's got his boner dick out on his um, what's it called? Not Twitter. Your page, Flickr.
1: Flick his flicker Tumblr. His tumblr. He's on Tumblr.
2: Wow. So I was looking at his wiener today before I came here. Well, is it good? It's a good wiener. It's fine. I mean, you know, he's a child, so Ooh. it's you know. But is this
1: is the name of his first for- porn going to be "Leave Jenna Jameson Alone"? Yeah, uh, it should be because I
2: wanted to leave be. those alone. <laughs> Which is my policy, P.S.
1: I like
0: that move on his part. I say The Kid's Got Pluck.
2: Well, that's another title, another option for a title. The Kid's Kids Got got Pluck. pluck.
1: (laughs) Which which makes me think of chickens. Is that weird? Well, Well,
2: it's appropriate in his case. He's seriously, he's like, you know, 19 or something. Has he done
1: anything since he wanted us to leave her alone?
2: Well, I I guess he's released a couple of singles. Yeah. Oh,
1: I can't wait to hear those. He's no Jared Leto, but I mean. No, he, you know, but who
0: is really? And then exactly. when I was driving
2: here, then I listened to NPR, which, you know, I call jazz for no reason. Because you're just listening to NPR, and then all of a sudden they just all stop talking, and it goes boom, boom, doom, boom, 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 boom. And then they start talking again, <laughs> and you're like, how did they even know that was coming? But whatever.
0: And it's the kind of music you only hear there. Yeah, Nowhere it's else awful music. Ever. Right? Or on Frasier.
2: And, yeah. um,. And it was that um, lady, I assume she's a fat lady, I don't even know, I've never seen her, that does the, the <laughs> Splendid Table. She sounds know our <laughs> sounds so fat. But do you know the Splendid Table? The lady, and she's like, it's very delicious dish from Center mm-hmm. but she's like, today we're going to talk about... Making your own sweet cheese I've oh, never even yeah. heard of sweet cheese And she wants mm-hmm. me to make it You bring it to a soft bubble on your stove with lemon juice And a bit of salt for a touch of savory Oh, it's so delicious And she, everything is wow. like half in a laugh And the, her voice is in the back of her throat and
1: Definitely I, fat <laughs> For sure.
2: For sure morbidly obese.
1: Cause I don't know, like I've lived in LA officially too long at this point and start to think things like, Oh, gray you better watch your carbs. Mm. Yeah. You know, I mean that's like a normal thought in my head. Yeah. And the fact that any that even sweet cheese exists makes me terrified in my heart. Yeah. Right. Because Mama likes like, her skinny jeans. sweet cheese
0: is amazing.
1: Right. Yes. It's
0: like kettle corn.
1: Mm, when that happened, yeah.
0: you put sweet with popcorn. Genius. You know about popcorn. I mean, it's in your show.
1: You're damn right I do. And I'll tell you what else I know about. When you go to Disneyland and those geniuses pump delicious smells the fragrances. Yes. through the park, and the kettle corn one is mm. irresistible. Yeah, and you, I can't. It's bad news. you can't
2: resist it. I made the that <gasps> Walt was an evil, evil man. <laughs> he
1: really was. Like it, He brings so And much I don't mean joy. because of the
2: thing with the gays and the blacks. I just mean it was the fragrances. <laughs> yeah. he well, the really... hell with them. Yeah. <laughs> they had it coming. But no one deserves to be walking down Main Street and get accosted by you know um, lemon bar artificial fragrance nom nom I
0: still uh, remember the movie where I discovered that there was such a thing as kettle corn Spider-Man 2 in Palm Springs at the Jesus. river and, that, I feel and like they that's gave late us, in the game and they gave us a yeah. gigantic one and said for twenty five cents, you can get a refill. And you know when they offer you that with the giant one, you think that's preposterous. Save your. Who breath. am I, that fat lady from NPR? NB- I know. NPR? <laughs> I go into the theater. The trailers aren't over. I'm yeah. back with my quarter <laughs> and my empty thing.
2: Jesus. Yeah. Was, please tell me there was some stuck to your chin. Too. There might have been. There, there was has a life changer.
1: Yeah. And I always end up somehow inexplicably with some in my pocket. Yeah, I don't know how, but then I almost I feel like oh good, it's saved for later. Yeah, except I say that as a joke when <laughs> shit ends up on my face normally, but I really do eat the kettle corn. So. Yeah, that do you, you get, find
2: stuffs found? Do you find things in your tits? I do, Mexicans? and my boobs aren't even that. Mm, yeah, <laughs> good, and <laughs> lucky you. And my, <laughs> it never works for me. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't for lack of trying.
1: <laughs> my boobs aren't even that big.
2: They're good boobs. And I,
1: thank you very much. No, you much. have
2: really good. Thanks. CNN was not ready for you today.
1: Right, I know. I this actually is too high cut. I keep trying trying to take it down and I yelled at the cameraman the d- the delightful precious cameraman once for cutting my boobs off and I was like yeah. what are you trying to do what are you trying to do hello. like that's all I got
2: why don't you just give me a dick too buddy
1: yeah, yeah. exactly hello <laughs> and he was like you know like that and yeah. then I looked and I realized that his daughter was standing there whatever wow. whatever
2: he's union he's not listening to you anyway she's going to learn someday yeah maybe right? he's
0: used to Larry King and doesn't like to pan around. You don't pan. You know.
2: He's been keeping Larry's tits out of the shot for years. Yeah. And so, so it's force of habit. Yeah, it's maybe TV's that's what happened. Best kept secret. Yeah, well That's why he's got those suspenders is just to keep those puppies, yeah. you know, just riled, just keep them in. Well, it's funny
1: because what happens in the movie theater is that I usually slump as far down as possible mm. like just to, I don't know, get comfortable or hide or something. I don't know. And, um, I get, I end up with stuff down my shirt all the time and quickly fish it out and hope that no one saw me. But then I get sad hoping that someone did. And I'm like, you know, and I kind of look yeah. around going like, Oh God, that'd be awesome if someone was staring at me right now. But it's like
2: when left. you pick something out of your molar and you go, I know I have to eat this, but if someone sees me eat it, that's disgusting. But yeah, we all do it and it's not disgusting. But if you see someone else do it. And so there's that moment of like... Can I do... I have to. It's right here on my fingertip. I have to.
1: And I feel like we live in such a self-centered existence just generally that we feel like the attention is always on us. Is that just me? Or do you agree? Well, but... Like everyone's no, yeah, always we watching you. definitely feel that. Yes. And they're not. No. And it's a sad thing, I think. They don't care. No, nobody they gives a shit. They have their own shit to do. Exactly. They have their own food to pick out of their molars. They're getting did ready you, for the voice to come on. I want to
2: know, did you talk about the... Is it called the El Dorado movie theater? The place in Austin that posted the complaint. Oh, lady it's Alamo that Draft House. Alamo. Alamo oh, Draft yes. House. What's the
0: story? I love that place. I'm
2: obsessed with them for doing that. I think it was the greatest thing. Yes. But if you've already talked about it on your show.
0: no, I, We have not. And I'm a big fan. Tell them where The, the, the Austin okay. Gay Lesbian Film Festival was. Well, listen and to what they did. I went there and they have um, soft tacos, like steak oh. tacos. <laughs> and yes. I had just seen the women with Meg Ryan like two nights before. And I thought it was just... A, a life sucking atrocious, yeah. And then I realized that steak tacos could have saved that movie. <laughs> steak anyway, tacos. So I'm a big stay, fan well, of the Alamo Drafthouse,
1: which I hear is coming to LA. There's as well, you should be. convincing
2: Med Ryan of that. Yeah. <laughs> soft taco. Yeah.
1: George Kukor is like, Mm-mm, uh, nope. So um, good the uh, no the Alamo Draft House I actually went to college in Austin and have been a long time fan and the reason is that their original location had the best programming it was a revival house and like you say they have food and alcohol
0: but they love movies and so they it's not learn... like a restaurant where the movies are second secondary they're exactly. like yeah
1: they're movie nerds and yeah. they do the coolest events and their success has spread far and wide and have for forever have been trying to bring the, the draft house to L.A. It's very expensive to franchise them. So mm. I'm assuming also the fact that L.A. has a lot of revival houses, yeah. I think is is a sort of stalling it a little bit. But anyway, so what they did was they, they used to have all these great ads about like turn off your cell phone and it would be like the shot of the projectionist with a shotgun blowing somebody's head off yeah. and stuff like that. Love it. So what they did is um, they ejected a, a cinema goer for texting on her phone, and she went home and called their answering machine and bitched them out. And it was—it's like a minute and a half long thing. And they turned it into a pre-movie ad that Amazing. was for anti-texting. And, and it, then they
2: put it online. And they exactly. literally transcribe the her words. And some <laughs> of the words, when she's really emphatic, they put like in a bold, like italic font. Like yeah. they really act it out with the text. Yeah. And of course, she misspeaks a bunch. Oh, of those. yeah, she's an idiot. sure. And she's like. You know, and I'm an American, and how you tr- made me feel like I was just like a customer. And it's just <laughs> unacceptable. Like, she says all these dumb, amazing things. It's
1: incredible. It's a hilarious video. It's really great. And it's, you know, I mean, she goes from saying that originally she had her phone on to find her seat for right. the light. And then she goes on to admit that she was texting, but she doesn't realize that she just admitted. And it's, <laughs> it's back and forth, just the rantings of an insane, rude asshole. Yes. So good. The culture wars are on. And they just posted it.
2: Good. And with everything cream. but her home address. Oh. I love it. Good. Good. I'm, I, I love it. I want so. to listen to it. really though, now what's going to happen is someone's going to kill her. And it's going to really, then we're all going to have to go, oh, shit. And, <laughs> like, you know, with, like, the, the political ad this week with the kill the bitch and, the, you know, the, the Jan, is it Janice Hahn?
1: Oh, God. Here in Ooh.
2: town that, you know, and someone made a YouTube video with, like, a fake rap song and... <laughs> It's, it's what bad if, now. What it's if someone, so sensitive. What
1: would be even worse is if someone tried to kill her and failed, so she ended up with like Mary Jo Buttafuko mouth? That'd be wow. awesome.
2: I think I want every bad thing in the world to happen to people that annoy me <laughs> in a movie theater. Hear it, hear it or now. it now. Officially. Yeah.
1: Yes. Mafiosi. Stay <sighs> out of Tony Tripoli's way. Goddamn right. So the movies that we are discussing, we're, we have like super awesome gay week here. We're talking about Beginners. Um, and we're also talking about cruising like you mentioned earlier this which I'm so excited about because I had never seen that in in its entirety
2: I thought it was cruising with an N and an apostrophe and then but then I went to try to get the DVD of it this week um, and it is cruising with a G it's very proper there's
0: nothing carefree and casual about that (laughs) film Zero. There's not an apostrophe in... Not to be not found.
2: A, oh, there is. There. It's just accidentally stuck, lodged up someone's anus between yeah. the second and third <laughs> sphincter. Nor does yeah.
1: anyone in the film ever make put an apostrophe in there's their words. There's no fucking and sucking. It's
0: oh. fucking and sucking. <laughs> and <laughs>
2: exactly. they love it, and they smile while they're doing it. That's right. Yeah.
1: The movie, It's it was breathtaking, and I'm really excited. Uh, should we start with beginners, however? Let's start with beginners. Let's begin... Ah, i knew you were gonna do
0: beginning. that yeah
1: all right yeah. i finished it for you right on <laughs> and I, by the way i apologize like an asshole i didn't have your diet coke here for you Please. Dennis, for you to <sighs> open you did bring your own though thank god i'm a horrible host i'm terrible at this <laughs> but i'm be- good so tell me did you guys like this movie
0: i did like it i liked i wanted to like it more i thought that there were i thought it was less than the sum of its parts Mm. like I thought like there were wonderful scenes and moments and themes and things going on and then at the end I didn't I didn't feel like I was as satisfied as I would have liked to have been interesting because it's kind of a collage like um, Mm. structure exactly and very personal very specific but it didn't pack the emotional wallop that I wanted at the end
1: based on Mike Mills experience yeah in his life so which I I find to be really so his
2: life was boring
1: yeah you found it because the film is
2: dull. I'm sorry. They're you didn't like it. Amazing actors. That French girl is great. Beautiful for Christopher from, uh... Plummer, and you know Owen McGregor was amazing. Like he, there were shots of him where you know, well, there are shots of everybody not saying things, which is <laughs> fucking Dollsville. But he would like his eyes would change in a way that would really mm. communicate stuff. And I know that's acting and that's good, but it was just you know I went with my girlfriend from Penelope uh, at three o'clock. Yes, on a Friday afternoon. And I'm telling you, if I had tried to see that movie on like a Friday night, I'd have fallen asleep. Ouch. Yeah. Did Penelope like it? She cried. She loved it.
1: See, I really liked it too. Like, I didn't just like it. I absolutely fucking loved it. And That's great. Did I pack really pack wanted a, it, it.
0: it. It packed the punch for you. It really did. I not. wanted it to pack up more of one. Like, I Does felt it, like, oh, I'm in, of, I'm in, I'm loving it, I'm loving it. And then I
2: left and I wasn't Is it like because it. Of it resonated with you with something to do with your parents? Exactly. That's why Penelope cried, because her mm. mother is having heart surgery in like a week. Oh. And so once he was at home in the hospice care, she was done for. But it's like, well, yeah, but that's not about the movie.
1: Sure. The reason that I really, really loved it specifically was because just the, the whole uh, idea of a character like Christopher Plummer and a real person existing that is 75 years old mm. who is being true to himself... And no matter how difficult it is, like in how no matter what it costs him, he's saying like this is who I am and I know that I'm old is all get out, but I am a gay man. It's that like,
0: little wow. gay twinkle in his eye yeah. I was so inspired by that, and I tried to sort of embody that because we take it for granted that we can well, do our thing. The
2: twinkle's been beaten out of you, Dennis. Yeah, it has he, been. You can. That's when you're freshly gay. Yeah. You have that twinkle. Aww.
0: But you can. You could try to what tap back it into it. So last weekend was Gay Pride. Yes. And I was going to try to find the time, Dennis. Not. not the time. To try <laughs> to bring the twinkle try back. To find. I was going to like. <laughs> If you if you've lived in L. A. or any big city for a long time and you've gone to Pride, you turn in, eventually turn into that guy who's like, I'm not even going to go. They costs so much for the fucking festival, and there's nowhere to park, and it's just a bunch of drunk guys. Like, By the way, million... I said all of those things yes. the <laughs> Friday night
2: before the festival. Yeah,
0: right. everyone does. It's like the thing. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to take a cue from Christopher Plummer, and I'm going to I'm going to go, and I'm going to like try to have the best, most fun I can have. Aww. You know, what? like yeah. try to see it in a different way. Did it work
1: <laughs> for a while? <laughs> A while means how
0: long? No, it, it, I did have fun, but boy, I could put together. There were so many drunk messes that I almost wanted to edit together a, like a Bronski Beat song with just drunk guys mm.
2: staggering. That's for sure on YouTube right down
0: now, <laughs> Santa Monica for Boulevard. Sure. One had blood coming down his face; oh! he had fallen.
2: Jesus, so Christ. it was like
1: you know, yeah. in a huge no-no when you're trying Tell to score. Me I've,
2: I've fallen and I can't get fucked. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's what it is. So,
0: you know, there's, um, let's say there's dregs. I'm not sure what dregs are, but I'm sure there I was, you know, uh, there were a lot of them. But I did have fun. Good. I had, with, I had fun with my friends. and
1: Like, I love, yeah. do you, and did you I call? danced on
0: the dance floor. Good for
1: you. On the dance floor, even. Mm-hmm. Holy and I, moly. And I heard
0: Born This Way so many fucking times. Uh huh.
1: Of course. No, did you call Tony at any point and go? I went to Akbar. The music was—it's n- n- house
0: music. I loved when they mentioned Akbar because we were—I yeah, I saw it at the archives, and everyone was like,
1: "Wait, oui, it's LA!" Do you know? I've mentioned this on the show before. My favorite people are going to cheer because it's their hometown moment. Um, <laughs> was in my friend told me about oh, when she saw Silence of the Lambs in Minnesota in Elk River, and they mention Elk River because that's mm-hmm. where the killer lives. Oh, that's well, exciting! And like, I think Yay. wherever you
2: saw Silence of the lambs people cheered at some point <laughs> yeah right. right am I right it Fava beans. Beans. Woo! <laughs> yeah Phoenix Arizona in the house <laughs> I remember
0: seeing Volcano and they were destroying LA and being in the theater as it got destroyed what the you have to eat um, they didn't have. I didn't have steak tacos. I'll tell you that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's cool when you see where you are at the time.
1: I actually, I think that that's why Volcano is such a soft spot in my heart as, as far as movies go. Just mm. because I'm like, ooh, the tar pits, I drive past those. Yeah, yeah. and the work of Anne Hage. Come on, of course, always. It's like men. What is it? What is it? Show men Men, in trees. Men in trees. I'm like, oh, good. They're in trees now. I'll watch it.
2: That's where she wants (laughs) them. She ain't fucking them. I. What about the scene? Because this. This is. I'm for constantly every day. I'm reminded at how cranky I am and contrary. (laughs) So, the scene where there the little hospice caregiver who was like Hispasian little gay guy <laughs> yes. who I would totally be with in a second, P.S., um, except for he has a job. He probably has a car, so there's no way he would be interested in me. Um, but <laughs> it's a tough he, world out there today. When Christopher, he says, do you want to try my hair gel to Christopher Plummer? Yes. And he does it. Now, were you charmed by that? Yes. And when he goes, how do I look... <laughs> And then they were like, you look great, you look great. And I'm sitting there going, you look ridiculous. (laughs) You're dying and you look like a fool.
1: You know, I actually had a huge problem with that scene too because I was like, Oh, no, 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 not gel for him. Okay,
2: good. Yeah,
1: I was like, oh, God, and now it's like has that awkward curl. He's got
2: two hairs on his head, uh-huh. and now you're sticking them together and standing them. No, it's not for you. Many- he wanted
1: to have
0: the sensual pleasure of applying gel before he dies.
1: <laughs> sensual pleasure. That should yeah. be like Depp's new it act. It wasn't like
0: he was going out cruising or cruising or either. Either.
1: Be it yeah. casual or serious. Yeah. Um, no, that weirded me out too as well. Actually. Okay, good. Because I Cause was like, he has fucking cancer. Don't make this worse for him. Yeah. I,
2: right, right. Yeah. He has cancer, but he has a nice look happening. But come on. So that's, I like the way he did the neckerchiefs. Exactly. It was kind of like, good for you. And really great V-neck yeah. sweaters. He, he looks so good in cardigans.
1: We're yes. totally getting a call. I'm going to pick it
0: up. I love a makeover montage yeah. in any movie. So. Hello,
1: lovely Alonzo Duraldi. Hi,
0: kids. Hi. Wow. I can't believe this is all working.
2: Is it Alonzo D? Don't we have to maintain his anonymity?
1: No, we want to push the podcast. Oh, it's
2: it's not like the meeting I was just at. Sorry.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Alonzo, what did you think of Beginners?
0: Uh, I was not crazy about it. I actually saw it with Dennis at the archvite, and I wanted to like it a lot more. And Dave loved it because, you know, he's a sap for modern art. And so he's all, oh, you know, Mike Mills and his style of drawing. And he's married to Miranda July and blah, 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 blah. So he, he was way more team beginners than I was. Wow, but he, I, did, he, I did like the performances.
1: That's amazing. So he gayed out on you. Pretty much. Wow. Yeah. Dave White. on us. Amazing.
0: Now, I will say, though, that my, my – Y'all are talking about de- destroying L.A. movies. Uh, 2012 is my is my favorite.
1: I just
2: want to interrupt here for a second.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's a two-in-one treat, Mr. Dave White.
2: No, I'm across the apartment, and I can hear someone talking nonsense about me all the way across the apartment. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to know what I think about uh that movie you can go to movies.com or listen to our last week's podcast where i tell alonzo exactly why he is wrong <laughs> <laughs> yes I,
1: that's it he likes to think so see we, and uh, i this, and this is why your podcast linoleum knife is so good
2: that's right it also speaks to how palatial our Los Angeles apartments are <laughs> that while Alonzo was on the phone with us, yeah. Dave was just on the other end of the apartment and can yeah, still Dave, participate in the yeah. phone call.
0: Dave was in the gift wrapping wing. <laughs> 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 anyway, y'all do your due. The show's great. I just wanted to call and say hey to everybody. Yes. I love hearing your voices. We love you. I, also was, I was also bothered when they did graffiti because I'm a rule keeper. I don't oh. go in for mm. public... Uh vandalism. Not bothered, but I also didn't... I wasn't charming. Oh, how kooky and charming.
1: Yeah, you know, I thought that part was a little lame, because I kind of feel the same way. Now, what is your take on uh, street art like Banksy and stuff then?
0: I think it's interesting. And I love that movie, Exit from the Gift Shop. Really? the Gift Shop.
1: Exactly. Really yeah. good. I agree, but you know, a friend of mine had a great point. Uh, actually, a friend of the show, Robert Magnus, who's been on before, he was like, you know, Gray, it is destroying public property. Well, And I was like, What?
0: Which I don't mind showing it, but I think it was meant for us to like it or want to be like them. or You know what I mean? They, I think right. they were asking us to get on board with it. and It wasn't one of my favorite parts of the film.
1: In, right. And I, I also... Just, just the nature of spray paint, it's so messy. It I is? Just and it.
2: Can we also just at least agree that he was trying to pitch the worst album, co- album cover oh. in history? Yes. Like, he was so...
0: And, and the movie wants you to be on his side,
2: that he's yeah. an artist, and then the, the Why band isn't the was... band going for it? Yeah. The 32-page pull-out <laughs> book of face pictures, like... <laughs> Just because their name is The Sads. Dude, how yeah. about... You know how we hired you to do a sketch of us? Yeah. How about you do a sketch of us?
0: <laughs> yeah. Like, exactly. You know, Tony invented a, a phrase years ago, and I use it quite frequently. Too much fartsy, not enough artsy. Yeah, you know when something's trying to be really artsy fartsy, yeah,
1: it's no good. No, much like those. You need a little fartsy in life, (laughs) a little, (laughs) yeah, but not so much like a silent but deadly fartsy, right? Right, But
2: he was like, oof, but uh, but God, his hair, uh, Ewan McGregor's floppy hair in that film was great. It was great. And did you feel like it was very in the style of in the cinematic style of Five Hundred Days of Summer?
1: Oh, that's interesting. Because all of the
2: like the dog can talk and the like flashbacks and then this mm. is what this looked like. And the, I was a like, bit, "Oh, yeah. I feel like this was that person's next movie."
1: Oh, that's a great that's a great likeness. Or, really? Yeah, I think so, actually. Oh, I'm so
2: proud of myself for saying something Very- smart.
1: <laughs> Good okay, for you. back to Bitchy. Good Anya.
0: I <laughs> liked when they went roller skating though. That was fun. Yeah.
1: Melanie Laurent Laurent is that how you say it? I don't, I don't know. know. She was in uh, uh, Quentin Tar- the, uh, the Inglorious Bastards movie. Yes. And I thought she was wonderful. It made me really sad that I am not French and also have too many clothes. That fucking bitch had like just a small, just a yeah. hanger, like seven hangers worth of clothes. And yet and she never amazing. wore the same thing
2: twice in the Ugh. whole film. She looked amazing. Bullshit. And
1: yeah. I actually, I just moved. And I had to do like three trips just for my closet and I was like, I'm such an American jerk and I always
2: look lame compared no, but to her. She also had Damned. that movie hair that's like, what, it's messy, but Ugh. I'm so pretty that it's okay. And in life you just go, she's so pretty, but she could just fix her hair. <laughs> but yeah, in a movie but, mm-hmm. that's acceptable.
1: Yeah. And, and when, this is what's funny about fashion magazines too. They're like, oh, what's in for summer. The messy look. No, you look homeless. Right. You live in Iowa, fix your fucking hair. But
2: you're clearly a model pretending to look homeless, so that's cool. Right. But when a regular person does that, they just look authentically homeless. Yes, exactly.
1: (laughs) It's true. And authentically homeless is something we're striving not to be in these (sighs) trouble economic times. Right.
0: So. What did you guys think of Goran Vizhnik? As the as Christopher Plummer's young boyfriend, because he used to be like the hunky Croatian doc on ER. Oh, that's yeah. right. And he kind of looked a little. He kind of looked a little busted, or ah, uh, that's but exactly I don't know if the way they were games. going for busted, or if he's looking a little busted, or what was going on.
1: I thought that he was charmingly inoffensive. Yeah, like he didn't like because I I also think like that uh, he wasn't like super gay.
2: Right. And it I, was a new kind of gay which I liked.
1: It was relatable gay, um which I think or gay-latable. Gay-latable, oh exactly. <laughs> I
2: just invented
0: that. Brilliant.
1: Yeah. Uh Comedy Couch. <laughs> you find it on iTunes everybody. And uh dennishensley.com. Uh the No, but he was. And so I think that sometimes they had to like kind of do that thing where they play both sides against the middle and make it uh, relatable because yeah. there are those always those people that are going to be like, "Oh, I want to see no homo movie."
2: Yeah.
1: You know. And that's totally not the point of this.
2: Yeah, this was substantially less gay than I had expected. Yeah. Whereas when we talk about cruising in a moment, that movie is so much gayer than I remembered. (laughs) And I I remember thinking, who are they making this movie for? Because straight people don't want to see this. I barely want to see it, but I'm alone, so it's okay. But mm -hmm. I would be embarrassed seeing that in a movie theater. Right. And like, straight people for sure don't want... They don't want to see someone get fisted. They just don't. Nope. I've tested this. They don't. It's a true thing. I know what I'm talking about. But
1: it's like, it, it's, it ages like a fine gay one, I'd assume. Mm-hmm. Just gayer over time. It is so much gayer. And I, they showed this recently at the New Beverly, and I didn't go, and I kicked myself, because I want to know who's going to see that, because the, the movie nerds yeah. at the New Beverly, like, which one ones of them are comfortable watching someone being fisted? I want to know for my own personal reasons. <laughs> right. Like yeah. it's a good it's yeah. good information. I have like a mental Rolodex. I just pop things like that right in there.
2: I also watched the, on the DVD the interviews with basically everyone involved with it except for Pacino. Oh. So freaking do an interview? Yeah, it's all it's mostly wow. freaking. It's so cool because when I wrote this.
0: the book, I did it yeah. from the VHS. I, I, that's how long ago my book was. Awesome. So I'm dying to know what's on the, all these extras.
2: And you know they talked about the protests and virtually every scene in the movie had to be eighty yard because it had to be dubbed because they were blaring air horns and shooting off bottle rocks. They would like get, they would find out where they were going to shoot and they would rent the apart, other apartments in that building and just blast stereos all day to ruin, to fuck the sound. And so it, Made the budget so much, and then also wait. There hold was...
1: on a second, I need clarification. The filmmakers? No, no, that? I'm
2: sorry. The gay protesters, because
1: oh, gay protesters. The protesters
2: were saying, "We don't want you to make this movie. It's going to be anti-gay. <sighs> it's going to make gay guys seem like perverts." <sighs> and there were all of these people that were protesting while the movie was being shot. Those
1: assholes. Subject matter or no, you never ever. Like specifically go out to ruin someone's sound because ADR is ghetto, right?
2: And <laughs> but then I love the film purist in you is like, but what <laughs> they I won't did? What they, are we are we talking about cruising now? Have we moved on? Let's because do it. What they did was so fascinating because you know how freaking had all the subliminal stuff in The Exorcist, and this was his yes. film he did right after The Exorcist. And so first of all, it's almost entirely the same crew, which. Makes me laugh so fucking hard to think of these Teamsters that were like, yeah, we're going to do the devil movie, and it's awesome. Yeah. And now they're in leather bars, well, and they're like, oh, shit.
1: Okay, then new question. How do they know that the crew who apparently suffers from the exorcist curse, how do they know it's not the cruising curse? Huh? I'm saying.
2: That, there's a better argument for that. Really? Yeah. The cruising curse, yeah. yeah. see? Because that would change your life. That would really <laughs> affect you. But they, because they had to ADR everything... He then Friedkin decided the actor that plays the killer's father. Okay. Who is only in the one scene where he talks to him on the park bench. Right. And but of course he's long since dead, so it's a hallucina- it's a hallucination. That actor did the the looping. For the scene where he's now in the hospital and he's about to go to to jail and they're like, if you confess to these murders, we'll give you a plea deal. And then he says, I never killed anyone. Uh That's not the that actor who you see say it. They got the father voice to dub it like it was a split personality, like his voice would change, which you don't even notice Mm -hmm. in the moment. But then when Friedkin talked about it and you play it back, you're like, that's so obvious. And the victim of the first killing plays the killer in the second killing his victim plays the killer in the right but but then the person in the phone booth is yet is the first killer again so it's all these different actors exactly and the killer's voices are all the actor that played the father
0: whoa
1: he did the
2: voice for the killer and the father because it makes sense because it's this guy's figment of his Yep. and that was super fascinating
1: that is fascinating yeah See, and I noticed as, we, as I was watching it that like, it, they, it was always different and it was always very hard to get oriented wherever you, whenever Al Pacino was in one of the clubs. And I thought that was a great like element to it mm-hmm. because I was like, oh my god, if I somehow was in a leather club, I would be really disoriented as well, I'm yeah. sure. Like somebody's going to kill me? I don't know. I barely know when they're stabbing me with a knife that they're going to do it. But the thing, the thing that upset me about um, the movie, just in general, my experience watching it, was that the killer. So, excuse me, Al Pacino's character's name in the movie is Steve. Yes. And so, throughout the movie, they always go, "Hey, you know, hey Steve," and they call out his name. And my boyfriend's name is also Steve, who is upstairs. (laughs) And every time one of the characters goes, "Hey Steve," upstairs, my boyfriend is like, "Yeah." And I was like, really, honey? You yeah. think I sound like Paul Sorvino? Wow. Really? This is like the disembodied voice theme.
2: He needs to take you out to a nice dinner for that. Yeah. Right? That's, I was like... You should be milking
0: that.
1: Yeah. I am not like Mira Sorvino's dad. I'm sure he didn't yeah. mind
0: it when you said, put it in me, Steve. Because I think that line is in the movie. I think it is, but too. And, like, you, and he's when like, what? When you, call him,
2: when you call him in the other room, you're like Pacino. Hey, Steve! Hoo-ha! Like, you're... <laughs> (laughs) No, (laughs) that's not me, honey. That's Al Pacino. So stop saying what.
1: Exactly. And I wonder, like, how, you know, because your voice sounds different to other people. I'm like, Jesus Christ, is it really that different? (laughs) I'm like, no wonder everybody thinks I'm a dyke. (laughs) <laughs> hey, you listen to the pop well, going mafia.
2: Watching movies like Cruising doesn't help your case. I yeah. know, but, but
0: so what? Did you like it overall? Did you did you think it was fun to watch or interesting I or actually, provocative? I really like this movie. I kind of have a soft spot for it, in my own self. It's it's.
2: Uh... I almost got a hard spot at one point.
0: <laughs> there were some hot studs in that movie. Yeah. There is, and it's. I yeah. I, I, I like... could do without the murdering, yeah. but I'd go to the. Ra- but I'd you go know To, what? Ram to Ram. have
2: a whole gay movie with no Sean Hayes in it. Yeah, if, if some people have to die. I'm okay with that.
1: <laughs> a really... Deal. Like, I love Al Pacino for doing it. Um, I think it was really interesting where they went with it. And I like, i was totally all in because I think it was really such a cool... It's I've never seen that side... Of homosexuality before, like in a movie, really in a mainstream yeah. film with with the star like Al Pacino? You always see
0: it in like a comedy. Like there's the thing, watch the leather guy, and right, you know exactly. and Diane Keaton dances
1: with him or
2: something. Exactly, the- and
1: it's like it's like fucking Dave Matthews picking up a <laughs> coconut with his butt and yeah. just go with it. That's yeah. you know yeah. how we. God, hard to homosexual. believe I missed that. Yeah. That oh god. Uh,
2: uh, off the arc light I go. Um, <laughs> I there were so many things though in the movie. That you just go, Well that w- you couldn't do that now. Couldn't do that now. Yes! Whatever like the whole idea that he's given Al Pacino is given this assignment and there's no scene about oh well, I don't know, I'm kind of uncomfortable with this, or there's no scene where he has to make the audience really understand he's super one hundred percent straight.
0: Yeah. And
2: right. this is kind of a he's like, I'm a cop, I've been given an assignment, and like it's so dealt with like just like any other assignment. Yep, and none of his too. buddies are like, "Yeah, you're the pretend fag now." And did it, like, there would be those scenes. None of they're gonna pretend to beat you with a baseball yeah. bat now.
1: Ha ha! Yeah. I agree, and I, I I really like too, like the progression over the movie. It's just well written that you can see that he's having trouble, but they don't have to talk about it all the time. Right, and so it makes the scene um is it is it with Karen Allen that's yeah. like that much more like powerful when he's he comes in he's like I'm just stressed out I really can't talk about it I don't know what to do she's like why don't you dig me anymore what did she I wrote it down she's like maybe we should cut loose for a while yeah oh I love that yeah I was like I'm so using and he's that like for I right. was just
2: gonna cut out yeah. carbs but okay because right. <laughs> that's he's what like- he's all about is his yeah. It's after that one scene where he walks through the bar and everyone is looking at him, uh-huh. and he gets a, a moment of gay judgment, that suddenly it's with the working out. Cut to him the, working
0: out. Yes. Boom. It's
2: instantly, oh shit, I'm not, yeah. I don't love myself enough. I gotta mm. step it up.
1: Yeah. And, then, and he also like, yeah. woof, with the weights. With the, that scene where he's lifting the, that weight above yeah. his head, and I'm like, oh honey, your shoulders, stop. You know, God, yeah. it's just so much not weight. Not good technique. He no. needs a good
0: spotter. I, Tony had a line in the Screening Party book that made me laugh when I was just reading it when um, he's telling Karen Allen, I can't talk about it, I can't talk about my job. And you're like, yeah, but can you turn around and shave the crack of my ass? It's work-related, I swear. Yeah.
2: Yeah. (laughs) This is legit. This is a work thing. Yeah.
0: Can't talk about it, Mm -mm. but... um, The the dancing is outer limits, crazy. There are several (gasps) scenes that are bedonkers. That um... and then the black guy that comes in and slaps the ass. Which
2: is a real person that they had on the force... Freaking swears that that is not a figment of the writer's imagination. There was a, and I'm like, what? Like that's your job. But he was a detective that was this giant guy that would come in in a jockstrap and a cowboy hat and just slap around people to get them to talk. And that was like this thing that they did in that precinct. He swears. I don't understand police work.
0: I know. (laughs) I don't. It's not like they show in the Rockford Files. Um, <laughs> no there kidding. I wish was they also had. a real dude that it was inspired by. So, like what? his story, Randy Jurgensen was his name, That's and he amazing. was a detective. And he, he but didn't it wasn't have a case like that. Yeah. I don't know. No, I, it wasn't it was, leather. Yeah. It was
2: before the leather movement happened because yeah. the book had been floating around for like ten years, huh. and a couple people had had movie deals, and it never happened. And then Friedkin was given it by Jerry Weintraub, the producer. And he goes, I got one thing in my drawer that you might actually be able to make something with this. And he gave it to Friedkin. And Friedkin said, because he lived in New York, and he was like, you know, there's this like total, all the gays have kind of gone underground right now. Mm -hmm. And there's this whole underground scene that people don't know even exists that is really extreme. What if we moved the setting to that world? Ooh. And so they really kind of transferred this sort of based on a true story, but they changed it by like almost 15 years. Wow. Ooh, that's interesting. Yeah, and put it in this leather world to amp wow. it up.
0: A leather nether world.
1: <laughs> leather nether.
0: Now, I got to say, but I, I like love that's a 70s single. movies. They're my favorite. And this is like the tail end of that. I think it was 1980. But like, remember when there, there would be a movie coming out and you'd just see the ad in the paper and think, oh, I'm not supposed to see that. It's grown up or... Like, when do you feel that anymore? Even, I guess we're adults now, so you wouldn't as much, but
1: remember, well, like, hardcore and looking for the I thought that about Green car. Lantern. I yeah. saw the
2: poster and I thought, ooh, I am not supposed to see <laughs> I'm that. i not supposed to see
1: that. <laughs> Go with that. Not supposed to see Go that. with that. I am currently wearing a Green Lantern necklace and I'm really sad about how poorly this movie yeah. is going to do. Well, it's gonna I do...
2: love the necklace and I love Ryan Reynolds.
1: I know. both. I love both of these things but. as well. And also you Alter Ego Jewelry by Erica Walton. Look it up on my Facebook. It's very Ooh, cute. Yeah, thank great. you. And I tweeted about it too because she lent me the necklace for my CNN review. And do you know he – look at him. He used to be black. Green Lantern? The Green Damn Lantern. I had no he had idea. A, he had a
0: black face. I was, heard that on Howard Stern the other day. See, and
1: that's amazing because, I mean, it's yeah, like they took They took away the main character black superhero, of wow. course, but they did give black people the, the guard of the gate at Thor. So, I mean, they're trying to even it out, but it's like bad job again. I just came
0: from X-Men 3 and the black guy dies halfway through. <laughs> exactly. By the, way, but who a very the noble is, way, who the fuck is Michael Fassbender? And where has he been all my life? Oh, I don't know. I, I literally almost whipped it out at the screening. Uh-huh. He is,
1: do you know who
2: this
0: actor no. is? No. Oh,
1: let me tell you something. Where has he been all my life? He was also in Jane Eyre this holy year. Holy smoke! You need, holy, you need to see Jane Eyre. He's because- so hot. What is it about him? <laughs> Bless oh, you. Me. He's kind yeah. of like a Eurotrash
0: got- John Ham. His teeth are kind of yellow,
1: <laughs> and he he has
0: he looks a little dangerous, and he's not. He's a little rough, a little
1: ragged. He is. And man, I couldn't handle it. He's I not know. the guy
2: in the in the Kate Hudson movie The Stealing Your Bride's. I don't think husband.
1: he is he was also in *Inglorious Bastards*, oh, okay. no, And he, let's see. He's about.
0: not on True Blood. No, that's Skarsgård or something like that. Th-
1: that's, uh, that's that other British dude. Yeah. Um, oh, I can't take it from Michael Fassman. Jonah though. Hex. Uh, don't Ugh. see that movie. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go
0: see every fucking thing he's Ooh, ever done.
1: Stop it. He was in 300. That's a good movie to see him in. Oh, shit. Yeah, but
2: good luck finding him.
1: Yeah. Right, exactly. That's true. Oh, Sherlock Holmes in the case of the silk stocking. Hopefully, that's a Skinamax flick. Oh, Band of Brothers he was in. So he's he doesn't come from a whole lot of stuff, but he was magnificent in Jane Eyre and that's super smoking go. hot. He's. Uh-
0: it's out of control. How it's like good. Daniel Craig, uh-huh. James Bond moment How for me. How good
1: did he look in those pleated khakis? What? Who I know. He looks good in those. He, his
0: body looked amazing in all his clothes. And then he put on that dumb suit at the end, and I'm like, oh, fuck. I'm going I <laughs> to Jesus.
2: <laughs> he almost shot a load right in his kettle corn. I know. I'm going to have to go
0: get <laughs> another 25-cent refill. <laughs> Even, it's too much. Like, I haven't seen a guy in a movie do that for me since – like probably Daniel Craig and James Bond
1: go watch Jane Eyre when it comes out on DVD because I like it was impressive wow I'm all about it also just side note a really good movie I don't even like period pieces like that and and much less novel adaptations wah wah and it was good (laughs) really good even when he is like you know busted up and blind he looks hot yeah So that's like that's true hotness. It's true
2: hotness.
0: (laughs) He was not groomed perfect or any. It was just too
2: much.
1: Yep, yep. All the
2: differences though in but the era, the seventies, like the pre-AIDS. God, I love those movies. Like the abandoned, like just what was so fascinating. Like those guys would go to the bar because you know they probably most of them weren't out in their daily lives, and then they would really. It was about sort of having this other character, this other persona. Mm. That's so much more interesting than all these dumb superhero movies to me. But it's the same idea of the dual life. And then they would go and they were like making eye contact with people at the bar and they were dancing with people they didn't know. And like people would mosey up to the bar and other people would come up and be like, hey, can I buy you a drink? Like, can I buy you a drink? (laughs) I've never heard a stranger say, can I buy you a drink in a gay bar in my life. Those days were gone. Can I buy you
0: a drink has been replaced by
2: sup on a text. Uh. sup on a text. And it turns out it's to somebody else. (laughs) Oh, sorry, wrong text. That's what I,
0: I tried to be that at Pride. Didn't, you know. Sup. Sup. Ugh. I know.
1: It always sounds like just shortening supper to me. it reminds me of my grandparents.
2: I love all the scenes that happen in the park. The fucking in the park, it's like Fern Gully. Like, when they go there, there was, so, there was just, like, musical numbers happening with anal, and just...
0: When I saw it, I wrote, I wrote about this in the book, when they're in the park, I just thought there were too many people. There's so many people in I that I said, there's so many people! And, um, and somebody else, another character remarks, well, the, you know, there, there used to be, and they all died. Like, the, the weird thing about watching Cruising Now is, there is a killer on the loose, But it's, you know what I mean? It's right before AIDS. So there's a bit of, it's very foreboding in that sort
2: of way.
1: Very interesting. I mean, it really, well, it makes a huge case for understanding what Adam and Eve were going through. All those ferns around. It's very sexy. For For sure.
2: But yeah. And the way like everyone in all the little coffee shops and all the gays are talking about the killer, the gay killer, the gay killer. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. And there's this sense of like community. We need to watch out for one another and da, da. And then it's like, boy, if they only knew. Yeah. What was exactly? 10 what years, was five right years corner, away? Like two years? Yeah, and yeah, two in eighty. Yeah. Then you go. Have we? Uh-huh. Have we banded together, or have we? I, I don't know. I mean, no. I can't
1: even imagine what just having sex with reckless abandon would be like. No, and never considering it's like, right. oh, whatever. You catch something, you go to the doctor, you get penicillin, no big deal. Totally. Like I can't yeah. imagine how what,
0: much what more life fun is that. Life then? I know so much more. I fun. have such. So nice. I love that job. they
2: don't have to talk. <laughs> before they have sex, talking ruins it all oh. the time. Like they suck. I like a little chitty chat. No, with some people, some people <laughs> can are good I buy for you talking, a drink is the max, and some people are just for fucking. Yeah, some yeah. people's mouths ain't made for talking. <laughs> if you know what I mean. You're here, and I think we've all met a few of them. Yeah, very. Did much you ever
0: so. hear of a documentary called Gay Sex in the Seventies? No. Well, I watched it, and and uh, I'm very drawn to that period because it was right before I sort of started. Hitting puberty, and so like you know all of those images and the disco clothes and the cruise, like right. But th- this movie made it seem a little like that kind of thing, but also not as fun as I would have thought. Like they would t- they would park trucks down in the meat parking district, and you just go get in the back of a truck, and it was pitch black, and you would just do stuff. Like, but the wow. but the way they st- the way they <laughs> spoke about it, his chair almost broke, but it didn't seem fun. It seemed sort of. A really dangerous, but like not fun dangerous. Like it just seemed kind of fucked up. So well, and they're I never going to get their
2: deposit back from Beacons. <laughs> no,
1: they're not. You know, I mean,
2: you got to power hose that thing out yeah. before you take it back in. So, Return it in Jersey. Yeah, exactly. You're never. Gonna...
1: They don't care. They're not even going to notice. <laughs> really. Yeah, I know. But just a truck. <laughs> well, because part of the fun, I think, uh, unless you are just sex driven, part of the fun is the hunt. You know, so, I mean, it is more fun to actually see someone a yeah. little, even if it's in yeah, really yeah. dim lighting.
2: Well, yeah. you know, I'm about to go, I do my stand-up in P-Town during the summers, and I'm going to be in Provincetown July 1st to the 16th, fun. so just a couple weeks, um, a couple weeks from now, and they have a thing there called the Dick Dock,
1: oh, and at that's a night, catchy
2: name. yeah, yeah, it's charming, at night, it's all about branding. the tide <laughs> rolls out. And underneath this dock, which is – so basically you're under those musty wooden poles, which were underwater all day. Wow. And so imagine how lovely that must smell. Uh Uh-huh. And it's like cold and fucking musty, stanky, and it's pitch black. There's no barnacles. And then – yeah. And people will just fuck you up against a barnacle-covered dock, (gasps) I guess. And you go – The tide rolls
1: out and the cock rolls in. Yeah. You smell like sea
2: air and jizz. And you just hear – that's living. And the thing is, apparently, <laughs> apparently, there's this old man who goes, like, every night and brings a lawn chair, like a folding lawn chair. What? And gets there and, like, gets his spot because... He can just grab somebody and put their dick in his mouth, and they don't know that he's like this thousand old man in a lawn chair.
1: I guarantee you that that man does not have to pay for cable or Netflix.
0: <laughs> oh, no. Oh, my
1: God. That is his entertainment. No.
0: He's never spent 1995 a month on a porn site that he forgot no. about. A lawn chair, you guys.
1: <laughs> That's incredible.
0: I wow. like the folding out. I wouldn't let yes. Ryan
2: Reynolds blow me a lawn chair.
0: Gay guys love Come Ryan on, Reynolds. Come t- on, okay, Tony, hold on. Yeah, we do. Do you want to know why gay guys love Ryan Reynolds? Uh, besides the obvious. Besides the obvious, is that he used to be like a sitcom guy, right? And kind of funny and cute or whatever. Then he does like Blade or Amityville Horror, and he went and got this insane body. Yeah,
1: insane. And then we
0: were on board, because he proved that if you get an insane body everything changes. huh That that's what it's all about. And then yep. he got to be a movie star and fuck Scarlett Johansson. Uh-huh, Scar-jo. Instead of being two guys in a pizza place. Right. That's and prime so real estate pussies. Gay guys connect to his journey.
2: Connect. Right. That's See, right. that's
1: nice. I like We're that. We're not
2: Carrie Bradshaw anymore. We're Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, we've changed.
1: Yeah. Love that. It's a big transition
2: yeah. in the gay community. Somehow yeah. still
1: about the outfits. But Always. But I get it. No, Ryan Reynolds, in my um, experience in meeting him, he was super duper nice as well. Yes. So I love seeing him and stuff, because I feel like he could do anything. Yeah. He's funny. He can do action. He can be Buried. the bad guy. And he's, yeah, he's so a good, good. actor, yeah. actually. And so... I love that he's in so many different things, and I wanted Green Lantern to be good, and it was boring. It
2: really is exciting, though, when somebody is hot and able to maintain a sense of humor. Totally. Like, it's not that weird uh, Ben Stiller, <laughs> I'm f- I'm funny, but then he has this fucked up vanity that gets in the way of everything, and like yeah. you need to always compliment how hot he is to what he's being funny, and mm-hmm. like...
1: It's like if a hot person develops a sense of humor, then you know that it was coming from like a real pl- true place of humor as opposed to I just had to be funny to make up for the fact that I'm weird looking.
2: But I think that the people that – hot people that have a sense of humor probably weren't hot or at least felt really not hot mm. as like a teenager and that's where they developed it from.
1: I wonder what, wh- I wondered what R.R. looked like. I don't think anyone you-
2: gets a sense of humor after 30.
1: That's true. It's, uh, you know what it's I mean? during yeah. those horrible formative right. years, middle That's school right. high school, where like things are
2: just terrible on right. every level. Mm. It's like that end of adolescence. Mm-hmm. It's like the final stage of adolescence is finding what your defense mechanism is <laughs> mechanism is gonna be. Exactly. For it's the like, world and are you yeah. an
1: asshole? Are you funny? Are right. you both?
2: Are you a total alpha, like super overachiever? Or mm. what is your thing that is makes people in the world respond positively right. to
1: you. Right, and then when all the gods are smiling upon you, you end up looking like Ryan Reynolds and doing uh, laundry on your own stomach. When right. you
0: get a trainer to do Blade or whatever it was. It was right. literally overnight. Right. It was yes. like, what the, where the, uh, uh, you know.
1: Yeah, amazing, totally amazing, you're right. And I. it's funny because I think about, like, I always have to remind myself in the Quest for Fitness mm. that it's their job so instead of like going to a nine-to-five job movie stars go to a trainer and then they eat and they have people that they pay to prepare meals so right it it totally you know it takes off some of the pressure because i'm like, even if i went to uh blake lively in the film looks beautiful Mm -hmm. and she's always very like trained looking and you know i don't know a better phrase for it than that but no and even if i went to her same trainer i would not look like her because it's her job to look like
2: right so Every to... minute of her day is built around what she's going to look like. Exactly. When at this event or at this thing or that, the... yeah, it's constant. There's a team of people.
1: Have you ever like in, in acting, like have you ever gone outside the box and like done gone totally method? I wonder if she like tried to fly planes to be in green lantern. Have you ever well, done anything know. crazy like that?
2: As a performer? I yeah. don't act no. <clears throat> no, I barely, I don't even read the other people's lines in a script. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I'm not um I love it at all
1: it's all about Tony
2: yeah Ha-ha. I'm just there to do my couple poop jokes and get the fuck out
1: because I mean you've been on like it, it was like two and a half men and like all kinds of
2: yeah stuff. I was on two and a half men and what was that like and it was you know back in the Charlie Sheen days of course and this was a couple years ago and and I was playing this part of a gay couple that had an adopted Chinese son and we were like the bizarro world Version of Charlie Sheen and John Cryer and the kid. And they they had a big fight with their mom. And so they basically break up and she gets the gay version of them. And so all this time goes by and it's her birthday night and they decide to bring her a gift and make up. And that's when they discover she's having a birthday party with her new family. Which is like the gay version of them. So that was the gag, which was funny. But like they literally said to the actor playing my husband, who, by the way, is the Grapes in the Fruit of the Loom commercials. Ooh. Really, really, Wayne Wilderson, really funny, nice, straight comic. Um, And uh, they said to him, right in front of me, oh, just remember, you're the guy in the relationship. (laughs) They Just television executives (laughs) just felt like that was an appropriate thing to say.
1: (laughs) That's such a straight person thing to say. Yeah,
2: that he needed to know that. Just remember that if you guys were to dance right now, you would lead. For sure. Like, it was so like, just remember that it's your penis in his hole. Like that's what every it was all about this weird gayness and and at one point the half man had to as they're leaving the dinner party they're driving home and they were like those guys were kind of weird and he goes I thought they were fabulous because we've been seeing fa- and he's like picking up on our gayisms mm-hmm. so when they were rehearsing the scene I'm not in the scene so I was over at Craft Services having like a diet coke or whatever and I hear on the walkie talkies we need Tony on the set somebody fly Tony in stack important important get Tony And I noticed my name, but I'm like, well, there must be five other Tonys that work here. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) it wouldn't be – because they don't even usually call you by your first name. They just call you by the character's name or whatever. And so pretty soon someone runs over and goes, you're Tony, right? And I was like, yeah. And he grabs my elbow and goes, we need you on the set. And I get there, and they're all stopped. And everyone's looking at me, and the director goes, we need you to show the kid how to talk gay. (laughs) And I look over, and John Cryer is looking at me like – please don't file a claim. Like he okay. totally knew <laughs> Cryer was the only person in the room that was like, oh my God, this is so <laughs> fucked up the way this is going down. And so I was like, well, what, what does he have to say? How
1: much time do you have?
2: Yeah. And he, um, the director goes, he has to say, I think they were fabulous. And, and I go, okay. And he goes, so how would you say it? <laughs> That's what the director says to me. And I go, well, you mean like in character? So now I'm like trying to like defend my manliness because I'm not at all gay. And I was like, hey, you mean it's a character? And he's like, mm, you know, have it your way. And, um, and I go, I thought it was fabulous. And he goes, no, 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 no. Do it with that arm thing you do. Oh, yeah. what? Yeah. So I had to do like this flourish <gasps> that in his recollection of me, I'm forever doing. I wonder
1: what other strange and oddities he, he attributes he to people. He
2: also sees glitter when he does that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So um, it's like,
1: does he see, like every time he sees Charlie Sheen? Does he imagine him drinking Tiger's blood, even though he's never done it in front of? Anybody? I will tell you
2: this too: the mom, um, the woman that plays the mom, Taylor Swift, Holland Taylor, Holland Taylor, oh. uh, who I guess is a lesbian, which I didn't know, but apparently she's like pretty oh, out. Homo party on two and a half. Yeah, nine. apparently she's kind of out. Like I'm not. Anyway, but she wears a wig during the show of her exact hairstyle, <laughs> which I thought was the weirdest thing. <laughs> All the first four days it's her red hair and then she goes in hair and makeup and I see them putting a wig on which is exactly what she's looked like the past few days and I was like does she and they're like yeah she wears a wig for the show it makes her feel more like she's acting and it's loony tunes wow. and at the that's table read that's how you read, know you've made it by the yeah, way at the table read afterwards she comes up to me and she goes oh you are so funny this is going to be such a great show and I have to tell you I love that you chose to do your hair like that in that ridiculous way for the character this week. It's genius! And I go, um, that's my real hair. Like, (laughs) I wasn't putting together a look. And I go, actually, I walk around like this all the time. And she goes, ooh, how unfortunate. And she turned (gasps) and walked away. Yeah. She left me to sit in it, bitch. I had to sit in it.
0: They don't call this dissident radio for nothing. Holy we're shit. taking that bitch yeah.
2: down, so down uh, to, to
0: Chinatown.
1: We are taking her to the netherland of leather yeah. Leather so
2: Netherworld. So Holland yeah. Taylor, my least favorite lesbian. <laughs> Jesus
1: H. All right. Well, the, on that note, we're going to fucking wrap this thing up. Fuck you, This Holland. was so much fun. That was mean. Don't you ever be mean to Tony Tripoli again.
2: Because <laughs> I'll talk about it. Yes. I, exactly. <laughs> and I
1: will just punch you in your lesbian stomach.
2: Hey, I'm going to be doing uh, my stand-up show, Tony Tripoli, Dirty, Sexy, Funny, at the Yay! Celebration Theater on <gasps> July 23rd and 24th. Oh, such a Saturday great Saturday and Sunday. So, and, uh, and now,
1: and people need to go to your website too, which is Tony just TonyTripoli.com, Exactly. Yeah. And Dennis, you too, DennisHensley.com. That's right. And everyone listening, if you're not already a fan of the Comedy Couch, you are seriously missing out. And I'm so excited next week to be talking about Super 8. Buzz Danger Wallach is going to be back. It's really the name he goes by, you guys. Isn't that's that hot. I know he's so dangerous.
0: Ooh.
1: I know that's a little on the nose, but dangerous it's true.
0: literally his middle name. <laughs> wow.
1: Uh huh. It's incredible. Thank you so much for being it here, was you our guys. Pleasure. Thank you beginners and cruisin- cruising. Yeah, cruising. Right. There's a difference. Very serious. We're saying. Um, I'm going to say we're going to say see both of them. Yeah. No, but you're Tony. You say no to beginners, maybe.
2: Um, I enjoyed it, just not that much.
1: Okay, well, I'm going to play the outro, and then I'm going to grouse about how you should see the movie. Support Independent. It's sort of independent. It's the only kind of arty
2: thing out there right now.
1: Gay. (laughs) I don't know how I'll still end it. We're good. Hi, it's Jake Johansson. You're listening to NewDissidentRadio.com. I'm going to listen now that I know where it is. NewDissidentRadio.com. If you can't spell that, just keep trying.